Hi there, hartelijk welkom bij Motorcycles and Misfits, direct uit de Recycle Garage uit de zonnige Santa Cruz, Californië. Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits. What? Hey, what are you doing over there? I came online, right? Coming at you from the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Welcome to part two or the other part of the show. What a crazy <laughs> week it's been. Pod yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. That was my ears. <laughs> hot mic. Hot mic. <laughs> in the, yes. In the train wreck room tonight, we have me, your co-host, Knock. We also have Jeremy. Hello. Liza. My tongue smells like bread. <laughs> sure it's not cats <laughs> oh god <laughs> bagel that's sweet sweet bread and circus yeah emma uh if in doubt one must give it the beans yes <laughs> heather hi <laughs> still have no voice <laughs> you but haven't gotten been, better in the last three it's days it's been a week, you've had to re- a week to recover yet <laughs> apparently i'm allergic to liza <laughs> yeah same you're immunized we had this discussion i think uh, Morgan. <laughs> Forgot my name, did you? No, I just got to focus because my eyes, I can't see straight. Uh, <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Henry. You're the one who said it. Yeah. Hen- uh, Henry? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, Eric. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, the oh States my. again to do the show later in the week. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It was a long flight. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Hope you're not too jet lagged. Thank you for that intro. Matt. You're welcome. That Hopefully was that was the quick. most like enthusiasm you've had no, in a long time. I, no, I I think it was absolutely bloody marvelous. Yeah. It really was. It's I had a good teacher. He's still high you know off what? of a uh, knock, you're like a fierce little tiger. Oh. Right. Oh, rawr. 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 I'm going to lie, as it were. You, uh, you just introduced uh, Eric, and I wanted to say a big thanks to Eric. Yeah, man. He showed up today, and I recognized that look. The look of somebody who like knows who we are, but mm-hmm. we don't know who he is, mm-hmm. but he's like... I'm here. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I was just like, yeah, there's stuff over there. There's drinks over there. Yeah. And like, make yourself at home. And he was helping, working on bikes, changing and tires, doing stuff. Eric, how long have you been listening to our podcast, darling? Uh, four years. Wow. Holy shit. Wow. Four years. Oh, that man. is a veteran listener, and you haven't destroyed your phone listening to us either. So, <laughs> no, no, no. kudos to you. No, just a pair of pants. So, I guess on a long <laughs> we enough... We destroyed these trousers, oh dear. <laughs> so, I guess on a long enough timeline, if you listen to this show long enough, uh, we'll you'll put you dis- to work. If you listen to this show long enough, you'll destroy your your trousers. <laughs> that is correct. Accurate. That is correct. Now with 100% more trouser destruction. Yeah. No, so, I, you know, we, we always say we love it when guests show up. and We do. We Thank you very much. We rolled out the red carpet for you. We no, did. Really. And <laughs> Eric. The brown carpet. Um, what did you find yourself working on today? Because I teamed you up with... We forgot his name, didn't we? <laughs> we forgot his name. <laughs> Lou. We, we teamed Lou. you up with Lou. In his banana was Yamaha. Introduced last week with his... Uh, 67. Dual, with his dual... No, it's older. No, I think it was a 67. It was 50, yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
Who said it's um, uh, it's a Yamaha thingy? Right, it had it's a, a super a, trailer, it's a dual sprocket tra- trail and, and a normal yeah, dual transmission. Yeah. Right, and you know somebody had put a very oversized tire on the back of this bike. And yeah, it was rubbing, and it was rubbing on everything, mm-hmm. including Lou. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> knock has the same problem. <laughs> well, I rub yeah, on everything. Yeah, r- not including r- Lou. <laughs> and that's um, why he sits me, next to me. Spray me with a bottle of water. Um, and so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you and Lou got stuck in, pulled the wheel out, pulled the uh, oversized tire off, put a new one back on. Good job. And Lou rode off into the sunset. Yeah, it worked out well. Um, never taken off a t- uh, tire, actually, off a beat. Oh. Uh, taking out wheels more often, but not. Uh, sure. Uh, never taken a tire off. What no. was that like? So it was pretty new for me. Yeah, Sorry? that was pretty straightforward, easy for you? Like, yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's like, a, like, a, like a bicycle tire. Yeah, yeah it's a, I mean, but, it's, um, it's a big version of a bicycle right. tire. And, um, you know, I explained to Lou how everything and where should things should be, and yeah. with your help as well. And this is, this is typical Misfits. Hey, welcome to Misfits. <laughs> Um, <laughs> let's team you up yeah. with yeah, that guy over there. Yeah, get stuck in. Yeah, get your mouth off the floor and let's get going. Let's go. Come on, chop, chop. <laughs> Only got six hours. Kind of so half expecting is- Nock to have trained the young child to change the tire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She got to use an impact gun, which is dope. Oh, yeah. You gave a, rattler. A, you gave a, a, a tiny one. child an electronic impact gun. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> so, you you came out here just to like hang out and see the garage, see what we do. Um, he saw the ocean too. Yeah, you, mm. well, yeah, you got to uh, you got to hang out, work on stuff. You got to go for a ride on Westcliff. You got to take one of my bikes. We had uh, a lot of gear. We, um, we had a, a guy came by today. David gave us a whole bunch of gear. Right on. Yeah, that was really cool. What, what and the- and you got some carne asada thanks to Heather. Yeah, this all right. Is, uh, uh, <laughs> later, later in the day, uh, Eric was at the uh, at the taqueria, mm-hmm. and I asked him, "What did you order?" I think I got a quesadilla, <laughs> and uh, and it turns out he got uh, what is it like a al carne- pastor taco, an al pastor hard, taco, hard, hard taco. <laughs> yeah, same same. <laughs> that was great. So yeah, how was it? Did you have fun? Yes, it was just fantastic. It's a very strange experience, of course, because I listen to you guys every week, right? Mm-hmm. So I. have feel of course i don't but i feel like i know mm-hmm. you and yeah. of course you don't know me right right not at all i don't even know if you look right no but so we a, know you a very you. strange feeling you know no but we know you already because we know you ride a motorcycle so that makes you a very cool guy we know you've got a very very cool dutch accent and so we you know we we piece together who you are and we we know that you can have a conversation with bagel and we won't know what's happening yep oh. <laughs> exactly <laughs> We should try that. That's going to be great. That's going to Oh, for God's sake. Now, go. All right, for the rest of the show, it's just those two talking for 30 minutes. I know. I know they're gonna, great. They're going to try to invade Poland. That's what that, that was. <laughs> this is America, damn it. Indeed. In diesem Sinne, willkommen Speak bei Motorcycles Misfits aus sonnigen Santa Cruz. Ja, yeah. hey. ist die deutsche Version. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was awesome. We're, We're going international. We are international. Well, I'm not going to do the rest of the accents, right? So, yeah, yeah, that is good. <laughs> that is very good. And, and Heather, this is your first time here. You've been listening to the podcast, not just that. You've been staying here. So, you know, during the week, it's just like this dirty little garage. And then today it kind of came alive. How was that for you to see that? <laughs> 
That was pretty awesome. It was a little overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. You get used to it. People roll in. Okay, we need to rebuild this uh, entirely. All right. Okay, grab some tools. <laughs> I know. For people at first, it's like, where do you stand that yes. you're not in the way? Yeah. Because people are just going back and forth. Things are happening. And um, then there's a common theme. There's a common theme oh, on mini bike. They both it, got to ride the mini bike. No, there's a common theme <laughs> yes. on mini bike. It's people, Emma! You know, that's all I hear. Like, a hundred, Emma, Emma, can Emma, you come on? Emma! Emma! <laughs> we told you to just sit down and let the people do the work. They can't, though. They can't do true. it. Well, I appreciate that you came and joined us No, today. it was great. Thank you so much for well, joining us. You for having great me. addition. Great oh, my God. And we'll learn a little bit more about him. But I wanted to hear more about today. Yeah. Especially... Emma, you had a mystery problem you were working oh, I on. I did. It was mysterious. And this is some... Um, mm. yeah, a it friend a of mine nice said they, they they had a 2013 Honda Shadow, Shadow that sat for like a year yes, and was turning over but not starting. I thought, yes. hmm. But he said it was fuel injected. Yes. I thought, well, that's strange. Yes. Mm. So no, it's I, not. I said, bring it down. Yes. We need to see this. I'm on a bike that's 2013. You think it's not going to develop problems yet? Oh yeah, well, it's been six years. Um, so you quickly, we didn't know yeah, if it was so. fuel or spark, right? But you figured that out pretty quick. Yeah. So <clears throat> you've got to get down to basics. A lot of people, oh my god, my bike's fuel injected, and they fill their trousers and that's the end of it and call the dealership (laughs) and you don't need to because there's three basic rules that apply to any bike to any car to trucks to boats it doesn't matter if you on anything with an internal combustion engine so uh morgan you don't need to listen to this thank god Um, (laughs) you need three things for an engine to run you need sparks at the right time you need compression and you need a fuel air mix usually at about 16 to 1 16 parts air to 1 part fuel and that's it if you've got one two three of those the thing's gonna run so if we get a fuel injection bike in and it won't start the first thing you've got to determine is does it have compression well generally when you crank a bike over on the the electric start you can hear if it's going so you can hear it's got compression really if you want to do a more accurate test you can but this stage i just wanted to really decide what it was next thing we did simply because it was there it would have been as easy to pull out a spark plug and see if it was sparking just because it was so easy there we pulled the air filter off and i squirted something combustible up the uh, intake mm-hmm. bump, bump. now it's now i got it to thump so now we knew we had compression and we had sparks so it was a fuel problem mm-hmm. and what you've got to do it's a fuel injected bike so you've got to determine whether it's the actual injectors that are at fault if it's an electrical problem or it's simply not getting fuel a clue for me that bike has a check engine light Mm -hmm. and if you had a component failure the check engine light would be on so the check engine light wasn't on so i knew there wasn't a component failure does that thing throw codes too like with oh yes okay oh yes it has the ability oh yes okay 
but there weren't any codes and there weren't mm-hmm. any lights. So what that told me, that all the components were fine, it just wasn't getting things where it should. And I remember, oh yeah, the bike had been standing for a year. So I'm guessing, and I did kind of speculate a little bit, that the fuel pump was gooed up. Hmm. And I pulled the fuel line off it and started up on cycle, and it blew, but it wasn't great. So I did a quick back flush on the fuel pump. Well, how do you do that? Well, what you do is you start it up and you cycle it with the fuel line off, and you just shut the fuel line. And that pressure has to go somewhere, and it goes backwards through the pump, and it blows any gack out of the back of the filter. Hmm. And that did it, Hmm. and the bike run bloody great. And so I checked a few connections and I made sure that everything was fine. And I told the guy, look, um, run it on fresh fuel, run it on very good quality fuel and keep the fuel tank full for a little while. If it goes again, we'll have to put a fuel pump and filter in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that. And maybe throw some seafoam in there. Yeah, seafoam kind of helps break yeah. it up. But sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I it think it's gooey. I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were pulling out emissions equipment for a second there. I saw tubes and stuff. I was like, what's going on over here? Well, because you said somebody was kind of already. Yeah, no, so somebody had actually been monkeying about mm, with it. Yeah. And they had removed the charcoal canister yeah 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 and yeah. on that bike the charcoal canister this is a uniquely california thing yep. you're seeing them more in 49 state bikes now simply because the manufacturers find it easier yeah. just to make a bike build for a cali 50 bike. than build a cali bike but these charcoal canisters have been around here forever and generally it's the first thing we tend to focus on that needs to go not least because it's ugly as sin (laughs) the truth is you get it into your head oh I'm going to remove the charcoal canister and I'm going to get more power No. and that may have been true on carbureted bikes but on a fuel injected bike there's no point in removing the charcoal canister you're not going to get any more power fuel injected bikes generally are perfectly calibrated and I'm talking to you, Power Commander guy. <laughs> you know. Um, oh, wait, we got a new guy. We got Who? what? Power Commander guy. It was a Power Commander guy. Well, yeah, like, like two-stroke guy. Now we got Power Commander. Oh, guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to put a Power Commander on it and get ten more horsepower. Right. Well, can, guess what, can mate? We, can we also have a Screaming Eagle guy? We could have a Screaming <laughs> okay. Eagle guy. We need like, a Commander list of all the guys. Really but <laughs> let me tell you. Nine out of ten bikes, when they leave the factory, that <clears throat> mapping is pretty friggin' perfect. Damn. You know, you've really got to have a major drivability problem to dick around with the standard mapping on a bike. Like a smell map? Yes, like a smell map. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're so, not going to hey. do that joke. So, uh, <laughs> basically, what's my motto? You push him in, you ride him out. And he rode it out. And he's going to be just fine. So if you've got a fuel-injected bike that won't run... Saved him 300 bucks, man. Oh, easily. Because, you know, if you take that down to a dealer, you've got a fuel-injected bike and it won't fire up. Yeah, that's 500 That's a 500 Yeah, they're going to go, oh, you need to replace your injectors, da-da-da-da-da. Right. Looking at a weird tree problem. problem tree. Um, the majority, I will stick my neck out here. If you've got a fuel-injected bike that's got spark, that's got compression, and you've got no engine light on and no codes on the dash, nine times out of ten, you've got a plug fuel pump. 
and the fuel pump itself will either be bad or the fuel filter within the pump. Either way, it's going to live inside the tank. Funnily enough, in this shadow, it lived in its own container under the seat. But you're going to pull it, you're going to clean it out, you're going to put it back in, your thing's mm-hmm. going to run just great. Yep. So, you know, fuel injection, what of it? That guy was still. Did he ride it out or did he... Oh, he rode it, it out. Nice. No, he rode Sweet. it home. And he didn't come back again, which is great, which means it's riding right now. So, um, no, the, just the monkey business had been the, the, the previous owner taking off the charcoal Because yeah, sometimes those charcoal canisters, aren't they, like, connected to some kind of pressure sensor to where it, like, affects exhaust and emissions stuff, too? Like, you could actually get a check engine light? From removing that from like well, some of the modern bikes like well you can get a check engine light on it if it's got a vacuum operated switch right. on it and you yes. just pull that right okay because yeah. now your your manifold vacuum pressure is going to be low got it um and you'll get a check engine light from that but most um honda bikes and kawasaki bike and i think i'm gonna yeah most um, japanese bikes haven't got the codes where they're remembered in the ECU. Right. Generally, when you turn off, it resets itself. <laughs> ah, it just, just got jumped on by a corgi. Um, <laughs> ago. I so, take the corgi she out. She doesn't want to lose her voice, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop breathing on the dog. If, you, if you've got a check engine light that persists and stays on and won't go off, you've got a component failure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. Well, uh, the little one showed up, and uh, I... We made a mess of the yard trying to change oil on the XR. Yes. It was mostly my fault, though, because I didn't drop the uh, the skid plate off completely. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. remind me, the XR is a dry sump system, so it yes. carries oil in the frame yes. and the pan of the engine. Correct. And what is it, about two quarts? Yeah, about one and three quarter quarts with a new oil filter. Uh, Sullivan showed up. Uh, I, I showed up a little a little late, but uh, the motor was hot, so we put a fan on it to let it cool down a little bit. <laughs> I wouldn't be responsible for like a five year old kid just like getting third degree burns on her hands from <laughs> scalding hot ass oil, you know? So yeah, yeah. So uh, what we did was uh, we drained the the the, the frame oil uh, <laughs> container, I guess, bag vessel, and uh, put that bag oil on bag. there. Yeah, it's the, the oil bag. The yes, oil bag. Right. Yeah. And then uh, we pumped out all the oil in the, the sump, and she got to use. Uh, what did you get today, Eliza? The the, the rattle gun. The uh, oh, it's the a, it's dollar. an impact driver. It's a yeah. Milwaukee impact driver that. So, but, uh, but yeah. it's it, it's shaped. Um, it's actually like a ratchet. It works as a ratchet too. So mm. it's not like a driver, um, like a drill. Um, I'd call that. It's not an impact driver. That's oh a, no, I'm talking a, about the yellow power ratchet. The power the ratchet. Power ratchet. No, we're talking. I'm talking. Oh, about. I got the drill and driver set too. Also, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've been buying some new tools uh, for the garage. Yeah. So and uh, Sullivan used that. And normally right. those things are kind of super heavy, but the the newer ones are pretty but light. She's a real sturdy uh, kid. She's so a sturdy she's kid. She's a sturdy kid. <laughs> so I'm here studying it, and I'm showing her how to like the how the trigger is like variable yeah. speed, and I'm showing her how to. Um, you don't have to just, you know, go full pull on it. Yeah. You can just kind of slowly back it out. And uh, we replaced the oil filter, got a little dirty, and, you know, that's cool. And she likes hanging out down here. She does. Because, you know, we 
treat her like a kid, but we treat her like a grown-up kid too. Yeah. Well, you know, she we, gets to, yeah she gets to play with mechanical things and like stuff that old you know that's kind of dangerous. Because motorbikes <laughs> are for girls too, you know. Indeed. Hell you know, yeah. Yeah. teaching her tools though is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, my father gave me my first tool set when I was five, mm-hmm. and you know I was out there building bikes and doing stuff, and that has carried over into my life. So just doing what you're doing and teaching her tools could have a huge impact on her life yeah yeah it's pretty cool it was it's cool because it's like um there's also a part of me that wants her to do it right completely but like i needed to let her make mistakes too you know so you can't just be all up in there all the time and do an actual work for her so and, and that's um, that's what I'm learning too. I, I just remember need to, she's, like, she's this a has tiny been, little, little kid. She, she's a tiny child, yeah. so you know, just let her have fun with it. Totally. This yeah. has been parenting tips with Knock. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Vaccinate your kids. Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, that was that was fun. That was it was. She said she wants to come back and do it again and maybe bring a friend too. So oh, well, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, well, luckily, oil change intervals and in XRs are very short. So. Yeah, <laughs> I have to find something else to change the oil on. So um, we just heard Morgan's voice there, and it's as good a segue as any. I think Morgan wants to share a little tale. To, yeah. So Wait, which which one about the ditching me or uh, yes? Oh, no. <laughs> there it is. All right. We'll, we'll get into that, and we'll talk about Eichmann a bit. So yeah, go ahead. Oh well, yeah. Everyone thinks I'm this wonderful, helpful person. But <laughs> oh unless you're, wow! Unless He's tearing you down. Unless nope. you're in a jam, in which case, don't expect. Uh, so Emma and I rode um, home together last uh, two weeks ago. Yes, yeah, two weeks ago. And and you were on your um, my Energica SS9 and uh, elastic trickery bike. Emma was on the Goose. No, it wasn't actually. Yes, you I, were. I was, I was the, on the RF900. No, you were on the Goose because your tech, it was green. Oh, that's was, right. No, I was. I was on the Goosey. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And so we're driving back and, uh, you know, hauling down the, down the highway. It's, it's nighttime. And just for fun, I decided I would just blip the throttle and just, you know, because the energy has got, it's got so much power. <laughs> and there it was, the lights in the rear view mirror, you know, pull over. Oh. Emma kept going. <laughs> Emma just completely ditched me. I got pulled over, <laughs> and I laughed in my helmet. Yeah, and I and I and I, you I, told the policeman I, I was as, laughing. Admitted in my as helmet. much to the officer. <laughs> I said I was riding with this, with a friend of mine, and she's probably laughing in her helmet right now. And I so. was. You know, I I will get your back on this one because that is the rule. If yeah. cops pull over, one stops, the rest go. Now, who's yeah. that one? Nobody else needs. Usually, to be the involved. one in the back. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I've got to be honest with you i kind of struggled with it because it really does go against everything i i stand for i mean there is the fact that you you feel you're ditching out on a mate but there's no real value to you being there yeah cops don't want you to pull over could have given me a hug right i don't want the group of mates right and good point the fact of the matter is number one the cops don't want you there because all he's going to do is he's going to write a second ticket right <laughs> um, well he's going for the guy who's he originally lit up that's the point right They're right not, like grabbing the group and or the two people you know yeah, my but- excuse was i saw him well before he <laughs> <laughs> well, stick, well stick i tried to, to i tried to Baited. signal 
um, Morgan, because he was in front of me. So no, I was behind you. That's why I blipped it to go past you. That's why I was because I was behind you. Right, but then you'd gone past you. You were in front of me, and I saw these lights coming up fast. We were on a three-lane road, and I was in the number (laughs) one lane. And you know the one thing they teach you. I was taught how to drive a bus by Greyhound, and Greyhounds used to. I don't think they do it now. They spend a whole week of how you recognize a police vehicle at mm-hmm. night in your rearview mirrors yep. so you don't get a speeding ticket because the greyhound way whether you like it or not is <laughs> you get in the bus you drive it as fast as the bus will go till the next stop mm. and that's it wow. that's how you drive a greyhound <laughs> and i saw these headlights and i thought man that guy's trucking and he's in the number three lane and then i saw the push bars mm-hmm. and that's a cop oh, yeah. yeah so i honk on the brakes straight away we were probably doing a good over the speed limit yeah <laughs> and reasonable morgan didn't see yep. he saw the lights but he didn't see the cop so he's still accelerating mm-hmm. and the cop just lit him up yep and <laughs> oh man i'm like crap oh i was sure that i was doomed i thought you were doomed as yeah. well because we were trucking i mean we weren't hanging around yeah but you're absolutely right and this is if a bike's broken down you stop for them if you if a obviously if somebody has a wreck you stop for them if anybody's in any kind of distress by the side of the road you stop for them but generally if somebody gets lit up you bail <laughs> and you yeah. can check on them afterwards you wait down the road for I, them I, yeah. text, I texted them afterwards and she like sent me a smiley emoji <laughs> <laughs> you know and I, I've got to be honest with you I would have been prepared to pay half your fine I well that was very generous of you I actually got off with a verbal warning ooh wow. lucky yeah but, so, so you didn't get rid and here's the mor- here's the moral of it knowing that we were riding together and this is where I get on my moral high horse. If he was to say get a speeding ticket and it was like 300 bucks, I think I would be morally obligated to give him 150 bucks. Half that, that, that fine. Is, okay, I had your back wow. until then. Yeah. No, honestly, I, I think I if, you were riding, if you were riding together and one of you gets lit up for and, speeding. And the other one of you just keeps going. And the other one just keeps yeah, going. Yeah, that's, that, that's what I think morally you should share because he's going to get the points right. on his license. Right. So, you know, the least you can do is share the fine. I mean, this I think this is a good point. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a valid point. But, uh, but Morgan, if you I'll, were accelerating past Liza... I was. Wouldn't the cop have gotten her... Uh, past Liza, no, sorry, Emma, past yeah. Emma. Wouldn't the cop have gotten her, not you? I mean, how fast, no, does, I was going how fast does this energy go? Uh, faster than the cop car, doesn't it? capped at 124. L- let me ah, tell you something about that energy car. That thing hauls ass. I mean, it accelerates as quickly from above the speed limit to, to, beyond to the well fur, above, to the, speed above the speed limit <laughs> as quickly as it accelerates yes. from standstill. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I can't recall. It, uh, has, it has a lot of top-end power because if you're, if you're at freeway speeds and you punch it in sport mode, it lurches forward. Right. It, it accelerates like a stretch boosa. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably just capped. So, uh, anybody here uh, been watching the ICMA updates? Yes. Yes. Anything you guys want to talk about? I mean, I, you know what? Yes. It's over now, and I wish we could go there and just look at all this crazy shit, because that's 
when they start sending out all the prototypes and the future bikes and everything else they're gonna you know do down the road i i think i'm gonna shock everyone by yeah. what i want to say yeah what's uh what's striking your fancy in that show the harley bronx the bronx i think it's pretty cool actually um more so than that um when you put together the bronx the pan america the live wire and didn't they um introduce those scooter concepts yes um when you put that all together that is a very different company than what it, we're used to i agree with I, you i got and, a question though and that. even though i may not like each of those bikes individually i like the direction they're going because you know, even if uh, I, I'm known for making uh, fun of Harley riders, this is still an American company. We want them. We to do want well. them to do well, and what they're starting to do. I, you know, I think that, like the Street 750. I Heather, I know that was your first bike. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that the Indian one? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I thought that that was you know it was an attempt great i like that they're trying something new because we keep saying that the 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 market that they have is dying off for these you know classic v-twin bikes even though i know there are a lot of people who continue to ride them but the market is going to shrink they need to look to expand and they're trying it and i liked the i like the bronx because it reminds me of the mt01 which is one of my up the butt bikes right Mm -hmm. so i got a question you like that holistically in terms of like harley's making this new push to this new direction but like Mm -hmm. the bike in of itself um, if you saw the price tag on it, which you would expect a Harley price tag would be, what would would that change your mind a little bit? Like, oh, well, I expect it's going to be overpriced. Yeah. But we also have to remember that you're buying the branding. You're buying the image with oh, that. Okay. So for some people, that makes a difference. Some people, it doesn't. And then they end up with a Kawasaki Versus. Well, I'm sorry to be the voice of doom and gloom in this, but we talked about this earlier, Eliza. How many... How many misfits are in the room right now? Yes. Right? However many. (laughs) How many misfits are there? Probably 30 or 40. How many of us are riding factory street fighters? Factory street fighters like... uh, None. Um, None, but I do like the look. Wait, wait, wait. Like my Energica? Yeah. That's the energy ah. is its own thing. What do you mean a factory street fighter as a genre of bike or yes, of, okay. like yes, the bandit, like, like a, a naked street fighter, like, like a naked like, street, right. like, like the, the Bronx. <laughs> so why would the Bronx sell any better than any other naked street fighter, which all of us love? Because it's a hard, but thing. none of us are riding. Um, because it's a Buell. <laughs> I mean, can I can I see that? I never again? understood why they kicked them anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of people who like the Buells. This is the replacement. Yes, it's the it's the start. The point is, I like the fact that they're trying different things. What I like in a in a bike company is when they try something. I may not like the bike, but I like that they tried something. Yeah, um, like the the Husqvarna Vitpillins. Have you seen these? Oh, those yeah, are yeah. Bikes. it's a cool looking bike. There was one in the ride the other week. The day the dead ride. Yeah, it's like it's a weird looking bike, but I like. That they're trying I tell you something. what, I hate to tell you this. That looks like a Street 750 bottom end. Mm. It's a new motor, though, isn't it's it? It's making like 115 horsepower and 75 foot pounds, though. That's decent. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not. Well, it's it's not bandit money. So that's it. Yeah. I like uh. what I'm seeing. That there there's new things, and I hope to continue seeing new things from Harley. Good or bad, I like that they're making the right. effort. So, yeah, what else anybody stoked on for Mike? Anybody see anything oh, from... Oh, I saw uh, something wild. Uh, 
the Tezzy, the Bimoda Tezzy. Oh, H2 yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. It's so just a dressed-up H2, but in a cool-ass... Right. The, the front swing arm, like, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that, that Tezzy is actually a pretty cool bike. Yeah. Like, I, I forgot what they used initially... The first Tezzies were, I think, oh, they were Ducati motor? Yeah, it was Ducati, Ducati, Ducati motor, motor going yeah. way back when. Yeah. So the way the you can always house. tell um, about Bimotors is it used to be in the name, and they started, um, you'd have a Bimotor KB1, and KB means it was Kawasaki-based, or you'd have the SB2, which was Suzuki-based, and then the Bimotor DB1, which was Ducati-based. And the Tessie, it's been around, God, 30 years, 35 years, had these weird um, DeFazio leading link forks on them. Um, So I've seen Bimotas with these before, like yes, years ago. They've been around forever. And, and with I different love, engines, um, the, you know, I just I remember seeing something like 20, 30 years ago about suspension. Why is it that they build suspension that is pointing at what you know is coming up at it, whereas if you make it parallel to the ground, it can easily right. absorb it rather than sending everything right up into the frame. It makes sense. It does, but it's it's hard the execution. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm old enough to remember, and if anybody says steam-powered motorbikes, I shall punch them <laughs> in the eye. But I'm old enough to remember um, Elf, the hmm. um, yep. the Elf racer in the mm-hmm. 80s, which was the most evil handling thing on the planet. <laughs> and the only um, guy who could tame it was an English racer, Rocket Ron Haslam. Hmm. Um, but that was just an evil handling bike. And I remember seeing that thing go around the circuit, and we all thought he was going to die. <laughs> just hanging on to that thing. And on paper, everything should have worked just fine. But the somewhat thing went very wrong in the execution. Did, mm. Didn't the single-sided swing arm from that guarantee the uh, go to Honda then? Yes. Yeah. Every, everything the the, everything uh, on the Elf. It, it, it said Elf, actually, on the swing arm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. But yeah. everything on the Elf distilled its way into the mainstream mm. over the years, except for that front end. Right. But the front end kind of lives on in more modern firms on things like the Tessie but the Elf itself was just monstrously bad handling well, I guess the benefit that they went for with the design is it has anti-dive so right it's got built in anti-dive yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's the classic problem that we have with bikes is that when you brake hard you change the geometry of the bike and yeah. people try to get away from that you know as the forks compress the wheelbase of your bike is getting shorter because the forks are moving up and therefore the front wheel is moving back because the forks have got a rake, right? Mm -hmm. And something that's already a little bit unstable is becoming more unstable because it's getting shorter. Yeah. Like a corgi. <laughs> like a cor- Look how unstable that, that corgi is. Falling over. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> so the other one I was looking at was the big DR. Actually, it was like a oh, V-Strom yeah. 1050. Mm-hmm. It's just a boy yes. V-Strom. Yeah, but it's like, it's, I don't know though. There's, I think it's What's different. wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with the strong. There you go. That's the only. Is, <laughs> is the motor the same, or is it different, or is it just? Now they, they they've improved they did it stuff a bit, to it, right? Yeah, they did stuff to it. I'm I'm not a fan of the big V-Stroms. I hate to say it. Yeah. I mean, the V-Stroms are good bikes, 
Um, but the 650 is way sweeter than the 1000. Well, I mean, like, uh, what started, I saw. started the 1000s. They, they the 650 didn't come until afterwards, right? Like, the this, the V-Strom started, didn't they start as a 1000? No, no, the, the 650 was always there from day one. Because the 650, that oh, engine yeah, goes okay. way back to the SV650. <laughs> so here's the only issue I have with the V-Strom. It looks cool. It looks like they're trying to get into the, more so into the adventure bike market. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the bike, it's got the street tire. To me, that's always a tell. It's not got adventure tires. Oh, did you see the one with the big one? Tires. Did you see the one with the big wheel? Uh, uh, yeah, there's one with the uh, tube with spoke rims. Um, I, mean, I tell you what I like the to the show, Knock. Um, the new Africa Twin is getting very handsome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and those Honda Britain colors, the red, white, and blue, oh, God, yeah. that is so handsome. Um a lot of adventure bikes. Everybody's um, dropping a lot of adventure bikes. They, they're starting to realize that that's where all the money is and, you know, it's kind of neat, they're I guess. They're selling lots of adventure bikes in Europe. Here's yeah. A, here's an, yep. yeah. Here's another one I really um, am curious about. The KTM 390 Adventure. Hmm. Interesting. I, I I really like the 790 Adventure R. That thing is so cool. Yeah, but again, you don't need all that power. A lot of people don't. You know, and, and you making it more affordable and a good introduction. I'm I'm reminded of my days at Monterey Peninsula, and you presented with a small capacity adventure bike that you think is going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the two examples are the Honda Rally Raid, mm-hmm. which is a very handsome bike, mm-hmm. and the price is great. And the Versus 300, which is even more handsome, Mm -hmm. and the price is great. Neither bike sold. And we had a showroom full of unsold examples gathering (coughs) dust. You just don't know what's going to sell. Yeah. You know, and I fear, my fear, as pretty as it is, that KTM 390 is going to go the same way. It's going to be like, well, you know, it's too big. I'm going to tell you, though, one of the reasons I think that this is a cool bike. Uh, one of the things we've been doing with Women Riders World Relay is, is trying to get more and more women out there riding. And one of the biggest uh, complaints yeah. is finding bikes they can bike ride, size. especially that's a, that's a angle, an adventure yeah. or dual sport bike. And is it short enough? Uh, What's the seat height? I don't know. I bet the seat height is 32 inches or 31. Put I don't know, but I'm assuming it's going to be like the GS310. It is a smaller bike. It felt like a Ninja 250 to me. So right. I'm just pointing out there is a need to keep making these bikes. There are people who I think it will help and them maybe, get into you biking. Know, and maybe the market's changing. You know, as you say, there's this renewed interest in adventure bikes. Um uh, like you say, Eric, I mean, they're selling like hotcakes in Europe. I think part of it, too, what? is just they're just a lot more affordable, especially the smaller displacement class bikes, you know? Right. It gets more people into it, and it's a bit more mass appeal in terms of price point. But, um, yeah. Uh, Eric, what was you going to say? Yeah, the idea behind an adventure bike is you can you can drive it on the motorway to your, to your holiday destination and then do off-road there. Right. And you can't really do it with the big ones because they're great on the motorway, but they're shit off-road right such a heavy right and the same thing is for the for the crf rally with its uh, 25 horsepower you can't do a long distance you can do a long distance travel on it but not very fast mm-hmm. so it's just a tad too not powerful enough right so maybe yeah. going through 390 or 400 cc's it would be That's a good m- maybe it's right? just a little bit mm. more uh, long distance capable yeah Sh- shall i tell you my idea for the best adventure bike eric which yeah, I think please. might resonate with you. <clears throat> 250 Rally is a great bike. 
but it hasn't got enough power. Right. So you buy a 250 rally and you pull the engine out and throw it away. And then you buy a 500 Rebel engine. Somebody's done that. Somebody's crafted that. It's a custom build. Well, it's an easy build. Is it really? Because the Rebel 300, which is basically the same loop, and the Rebel 500, same bike. Yeah. So if you were to put that twin-cylinder 500 engine in, Perfect, perfect adventure bike. So somebody's done it. I believe so. Bastards. Yeah. What what I have heard, if you get the 500X, um, and you get conversion kits for it with uh, with With the rally kits, yeah. But the rally kit is so steep. That it's mm. not. It, it's, I know. It's around half the price expensive. of the. Uh, yeah, it's about half the price of the bike. Hmm. Why Honda wow. is not jumping on this train and doing this off the off the shelf? I don't yeah. understand. Honda do some yeah. odd things. Yes, you know, yeah, I know. We've had a couple of misfits with 500xes, and I like yes. them. They're yeah. great bikes. Good time to go on eBay and buy some cheap forks. <laughs> Build no. your own. Yes. Uh, electric stuff. Morgan, okay. did you yep. have anything that? Uh, yes, there's a there's a bunch. I was going to get yeah. all the gas yeah. stuff out first. Did anyone want to talk about the Aprilia, or are we skipping that? Aprilia cool i want what? it it's gonna be oh, too expensive yeah. Yeah. it's gonna be an aprilia if you break anything on it they're gonna gonna say fuck you it's a two-year-old bike you never get anything. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody i don't know anybody who has ever had an aprilia and bought a second one Oh really? Wow. Interesting. Because they shot fired. Wait, wait. Because yeah. obviously, service because shit. all you need is one that lasts a lifetime, right? Yeah. Well, if it lasts, mine is fifteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, electric stuff. Um, there was a bunch. I will condense it down to some of my favorite things. Um, the big news was Energica unveiled their long-awaited mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, battery pack update because the current bikes, including mine, are based off a 2014 battery pack. It's 11.7 mm. kilowatt hours nominal. The new one's almost double that. Wow. Um, Holy shit. Was there a weight penalty to that at all? Nope. Or? They lowered the weight. They oh, shaved shit. down some of the aluminum casings, so the bike weighs a little less, has about double the range, and mm. U.S. pricing is not up yet, so I can't yeah. I can't tell what that is, but I'm not expecting much of a change. They're putting out all the bikes, or is it just the, all the, the Rebel? No. The, the, so, um, yeah, there's the e- they're calling them Eagle Plus, Eva Rebel Plus, and the SS9 Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rebel is, is Italian for Rebel, so right. it's the <laughs> Yeah, so, um, but they're all the same powertrain, and they're just, they're very, very impressive, fast charging, uh, should be, you know, a good 120 miles highway. Um, they're claiming 245 in the city, 140 combined. Kilometers? I'm not, su- I'm not surprised. Miles. Because, wow. yeah, click, Damn, dude. clicks or miles? Clicks. Miles. Those are miles. Miles. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, a regular, four, those are regular four, bike numbers. 400, 400 kilometer city, I think, is what they said. Dude, um, so, and it'll charge in about 40 minutes. On the fast charge station. We're here. We're here. Yeah. It's so here. these here. are lovely bikes, and that's that's okay. one of the huge, huge things. We're just waiting on U.S. pricing. I can't wait to try these things out. This is cool because I, I drove to L.A. and back on mine, and I had fun, but I had to stop and charge a lot. You think they'll do a retro uh, a retro upgrade pack kind of thing? There's possible th- possibility. It's possible. They they're discussing it. I know, but I don't. There's not been no official word. I know Chris, who's the who's the uh, service manager over there, mentioned that they're they're looking at it. They don't have anything uh, concrete just yet so that was that was a huge huge thing because that's much bigger than anyone else's battery packs and yeah. with the combination of the fastest charging and the bike with the most range and the most power that's still significantly cheaper than live wire um, it's <laughs> looking good um, so there was that um, then there was uh, the Revo the Revo next as I live with the Verge 
I was getting, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's it's the it's the it's a the finish bike with the big hub motor. Verge oh. TS. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that thing um, was just a custom guy who who mm. was making his own bike from scratch wow. and uh, kept refining it, improving it, and someone got investors, and now he's got this concept prawn looking bike has a. The hubless back wheel mm-hmm. you can put your arm through it there's literally there's a hub motor but it's it's just kind of lined on the inside of the wheel mm-hmm. and he made it himself that's like cool. he designed that motor uh there's some exposed uh, uh leads that run mm-hmm. from it to the battery pack so you'd want to protect those but um it, it has some kind of insane torque claims um one but, and it also is claiming 124 combined range uh oh yeah it's it's a smaller battery pack it's 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 like a like 14 kilowatt hour or maybe less than that. That's it was, what they're claiming. Y- yeah, you know the claims. I know. That's um, why I said claim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, there was also the um, uh, Segway. Uh, uh, the people what? make those little scooters. They, yeah. they announced a little dirt bike. It looks like a, tra- looks like a Charles bike. It's cute. <laughs> what? I want to oh, wow. see it. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it up there. But it, does, um, it, does it stand up on its own? Yeah. No, I don't know. Wow. Um, but they're, they're, there's like, don't confuse it with the Suron. It's not the Suron. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. Here, I'll pass it around. <clears throat> Let's see. It's a little Segway dirt bikey thing. Hmm. Interesting. So um, that could be some, so, you know, something fun, cute. What? It <laughs> looks like a really advanced like mountain bike. Yeah, yeah. like I said, a little. It's a little trials bikey thing. Yeah, mm. it's pretty Ooh. cool. Yeah, yeah. Very, very skinny. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Not to be confused <coughs> with the Suron. I'm. I, that's sort of nice. There. So there was another company that's a name I haven't heard uh, throw their their hat into the ring yet. Electric. Uh, which one? Kawasaki. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to talk. Yeah. Uh, so Kawasaki's been working yeah. on uh, something in the secret, and they just teased a little video and had the bike apparently on display. Um, I have some. It's. I think a lot of the features they're showing on there will not make it into a final version because there's some very unusual decisions. They have opted to go for a tiny motor and have gears. Uh, hmm. Yeah, their, their, their claim was that they wanted to make it engaging, I, whatever that means, right? Like Clutch I, engaging? I think, yeah. that's, I think that's just silly, but uh, whatever. They've also got um, a, a thumb lever that is how you engage the regen. Like the regenerative oh, braking, no. you press it with your left thumb, and it, that's how it engages the regeneration. Wow. But that's thumb braking in, on racing bikes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kawasaki would know that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then because it's a Japanese bike, well, um, they don't, they're not going to use this, the standard fast charge that the rest of the world uses, CCS or Combo. They're going to use Chatamo, mm. which actually, in a completely nerdy area, is kind of cool because there's protocols within that plug that allows you to draw power out. So it could mm. be rather easy to take power out of that bike to um, power things or your house for a few hours or whatever. You kind of spill that as an, an appliance as opposed to a motorcycle or something. <laughs> well, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a nice mobile battery pack is what yeah. it is. Yeah. And so in disaster areas, if you need to suddenly a power thing in it, like, a, you know, some kind of uh, emergency, there's a large battery pack at your disposal that can power a lot of equipment in a pinch. Mm-hmm. So that's something nice. And like the, the only other companies that use that are like Nissan with the Leafs. They yeah. use the Chatamo stations yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. That's, yeah. that's, uh, um, uh, Nissan and Renault use the, uh, the Chatamo. Gen- yeah. Generally just the Japanese companies because it's like a Japan standard. <laughs> yeah, well, well the, the Renault is, is uh, all the electric is from, from Nissan. 
Okay. Hey, uh, they work together. So but, yeah. in Europe, you have uh, Katamo as well. Do I, have time, do I have time to talk about the cake bike or no? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, the cake bike. I want a cake bike. So along the lines of drawing power out, this is like this is the most bizarre. I love it. I love it. It's a little utility bike. We saw the um, the other. We saw a cake model cake, at cake the one bike. show in Portland. Yep. Yeah, yeah. and it looked like a, vil, a nice little u- utilitarian bike. Well, no, they have a they have a dirt bike. This utility yeah, 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 thing yeah. is completely new, and yep. they used. I, I absolutely love it. Um, when you read about it, they say, "Well, we started with a concept in mind of a workbench, and we wanted to make that into a motorcycle. What? Like <laughs> anything that start has, has that in it, like all right, I got to see this, That's and it great. literally." It has a big spine running down the back of it. The seat can clamp to at any point because it'll mm-hmm. slide around. And it also is designed to have mounting points for tools or like measuring. And it can interesting. Hang. It's electric, and you can you can have um, baskets and and racks and stuff mounted to. There's all kinds of mounting points to lug things around, and it also yeah. has power out. So it'll put 110 or 220 uh, volt power out, and it does freeway speeds for a little bit. Small battery, like three and a half kilowatts or something mm-hmm. uh, kilowatt hours. And um, even the headlight is it's attached to it. This like curly, uh, you're supposed to take it off as a, as a flashlight. If you need it in a pinch, you can just take the headlight and hold it around and it's like built so a service vehicle or something. It's this like handyman's little utility thing, and I love it because it looks <laughs> like a little. Ut- I, I grew up with CT110s on the CT110s yeah. on, our, on our property, and we drive those around from the house to the shop and go <clears throat> do things. And there's been nothing. There's been a void, I think, in a, like an electric CT110. It there it is. Right. The, and the, the kick osa. Except this one apparently does 63 miles an hour. For a little bit. Yeah. Well, the CT110 would do 55. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it, I, I love it. and yeah. That's pretty cool. It, it, I love the idea of if you get like a down tree branch on the property, like, oh, take yeah. the electric chainsaw, yes. drive the cake out, and, and you know, job that's, done. That's it. Yeah. But it also is a, is a great, I think, in, in Europe for like a handyman vehicle, like, they, oh, we need to power the job site right. you know, for a little bit, too. You go, okay, got the... Got the the cake here like how cool is that yeah there's actually another company that did something almost um identical and i can't remember their name but it's yeah okay um <laughs> anyway you should check out all the stuff at eichma there's just a, a lot of fun electric stuff there's a, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out thank you morgan yeah hey eric yes we're gonna talk about you for a little bit more Ooh. <laughs> yeah you know yeah. uh <laughs> put you on the spot a little bit yeah man. Uh, i want to know about this uh this you ride a big harley or something don't you right ah uh, no not really <laughs> <laughs> wait what no, what do you what no. do you ride i uh, i wanted to buy a bull at one point but i never did mm. <laughs> No, uh, I ride a, uh, a Ducati 750 SS. Oh, there you go. Yeah. A 96 one and a, a uh, 2004 uh, Aprilia Futura. So you bought something that's just as hard to find parts for. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I, uh, this is kind of a pattern in my life. I go out and I say, now I'm going to buy a nice, solid Japanese piece of kit that's going to last me the rest of my life. And I come back with a piece of beautiful Italian junk. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's so pretty. Oh. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you come across the future? I just like, you found it somewhere. You decided you liked the way it looked or yeah, you need a commuting bike or a long travel bike. I, um, met my wife mm. and the first thing I did is said, well, if we want to go on holiday together, we have to go on the motorbike. Yeah. Good call. Man. And she Good did call. and she didn't before. So I said, Okay, so here's your uh your little suit. Yeah. She said, Yeah, mm-hmm. this is for my what do I put in it? So everything. <laughs> oh, can I put stuff into yours? I said, No, I've got the cooking utensils. <laughs> um and then we so we, we took uh we went for a week on the Ducati and mm-hmm. then I said, Okay, I had to buy a bigger bike. On yeah. a nine hundred SS? No, yeah. No seven fifty SS. Seven fifty oh my yeah. god. Yeah, on a CV fifty SS, <laughs> and then I said, "Okay, I've got to, got to get a touring bike." And the uh, the Futura is, uh, yeah, it's a sports tourer. 
you also, you also integrated have a luggage and everything. Scooter, don't you? I also have a scooter, but only since last two years. Yeah. What is it? Uh, a Gilera. Oh, oh, nice. Mm. 50cc Gilera. Cool. I use it for commuti- commuting, but um, to my shame, I've put more miles on the Gilera this year than I've put on anything else. <laughs> hey, but if you're going to ride a 50cc, a Gilera is the one to ride, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that looks like a fun little thing. It is a, it's, it's a so, nippy. <laughs> so you live in Germany. In Germany, yeah, in, in Leipzig. Lots of BMWs there. Uh, lots of BMWs, yes. Yeah? Yes. And uh, you, I was talking to you about, you came across our podcast. You uh, were looking for something to listen to, and what, we sounded like a bunch of freaks or something, you said? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> just, just the title said, Motorcycle Missions, and that sounds good. You've got to listen to that. And um, yeah, fit well. So nice. I think it's a very nice, you have a very nice combination of, of, of interesting themes, of, of technical interest and of, of stories of normal, sorry, stories of normal bikers. <laughs> and uh, back then Emma wasn't there yet, so it was a lot of tinkering. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we kind of have, <laughs> we just kind of said the There's a lot of us going, Emma, and no one ever and showed then, up. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's just, <laughs> Emma, Emma, and I wasn't there. <laughs> I wasn't there yet. I was still at the museum. So right. you're over here for work? I'm over here for work, right. I'm uh, in, in the country for a bit over 12, uh, 24 hours now. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've never so, been yeah. here before. And first time in the States, man. <laughs> wow. so, first time in the States, and I thought, okay, my first day, I go, Eric, I go to the Misfits. Can, can, are, are we allowed to ask what you do? What uh, you do for work? Yes, I um, I serve as an install. Um, he, he builds the sun. Little suns. Oh, thank you for the sun. Yes. I like the sun. Mm, small suns. You have enough of it here, but uh, <laughs> other people don't, so we have to build them. No, it's a, it's a, it's a testing device for solar cells. Oh, and, fantastic. And to test the cell, you have to have uh, like a... A sun. A, a normed sun that's always the same. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, what my company builds. Very oh, cool. fantastic. So, so the, 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 the normed sun and the test is with it. So... What do you? How would you describe this room? Um, a collector's dream. <laughs> <laughs> but if you come into it for the first time, you think, okay, <laughs> some weird person lives here. We do, you know, it's called the train side of the room, or, or just it's 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 filled with wonderful model and and collectible trains and motorcycles, primarily. Right. right. And it's, it's like children inhabit this place full. or something. It's wonderful. <laughs> so you got to go for a ride today. I got to go for a ride. Thank you very much. No very problem. Nice. I, I put you on my little CRF250. How'd you like it? Uh, nice, actually. It's uh, quite good. I was just a bit nervous because you said the tires were new, and I've never, I don't think I've ever ridden a Nobby's bear ever before. Oh, yeah. It's got, it said it's got brand new Nobby's. Take oh it easy. Yeah, the thing does not want to stop, actually. The rear brake does it pretty good, but the front brake, because of the Nobby's, uh, there's just not enough, you know, surface. No, there. just when the, when, the, when the corners got a bit tighter, I went a bit slower than the rest. Yeah, good. Because I thought I was, <laughs> didn't want to put it down. Yeah. So, yeah, you you said you were, you were eating some of uh, Heather's food, and you mentioned me, I haven't even seen the ocean yet mm-hmm. ah, and so no, we're like so oh yeah we can make that happen right yeah. over there mm-hmm. so, so, I wanted yeah. to go go out uh, would have gone over the car but yeah so you went for a little ride on Westcliff it was of course better with the ride yeah, yeah. yes fantastic so are you going to be able to ride uh, when you're here at all no probably not probably not no. I'm just uh, working for the next three days and oh. then I'll fly back yeah. Wow, that is a quick visit. Yes. And, you know, the biggest problem with Europe... It's a very, very efficient It's country. like mm. 11 hours on a plane back to... Uh, it is, yeah, 11. Oh, 11. God. Wow. Yeah. It was 11 hours here, and then... 
So it was one hour from within Germany, then one hour waiting, then one, 11 hours here, and then two hours before immigration. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. Well, oh, man. I, I'm curious to know, because, you know, um, we talk about how other countries have models of bikes that we don't have access right. to. And it's always interesting to see what's there. Um, so I'm wondering if there's a certain bike that maybe you're... You know, you're holding out for a bike that, uh, let's just say, you're up the butt bike. Is, do you have one? And is it something we've never seen? I have one. I'm not sure if you have seen it. The nice thing about the category of, of up the butt bikes, as I've understood it, is it can be an unobtainable bike. Yes. Yeah. And so it's not yeah. just, okay, I want my own. Uh, but when, no. uh, right, right, right. Or the one bigger than I have now. Yeah. Um, if I could have a bike that is any and there's, yes. no way, there's no way I can get it um, it's a Jens von Brauch uh, flat red 2 what it's a, that's yeah, a custom words. Ducati build it's a JVB oh. you may you may google it JVB flat red 2 flat okay. rat flat red like the, like the collar. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, he won a, he won a, design, a Ducati design contest with it, and then he never did anything with it. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a very chopped up Ducati. Mm, uh, that's, a, that's the flat that one, what you're looking at. Oh. The, the two is, I think he never built it. Uh, he actually built it, the two. Let's see what you get there. Yeah. Okay, I found, I found oh, headphones. That's what no, I no. mad looking at telephonos. Um, Henry's oh, close cool. with the one. Knock. I'm so glad to see this because this is what I do at home. This I have good. no idea what you guys. I know what it, what it is, and then you just I Google it. it. Yeah. Oh, the pipes come right out of the seat. I there. know exactly what that is. That is a 900 SSEG. No, no, that is a Honda Rebel 500 that some kid chopped the back seat off and called it a bobber. If it's just the model, it's the one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he has a one and a two. Right? One, one is right? just a model. And nah, one is a, it's, is a, a, it's, a, it's a little fancier than that. Yeah. yeah. I do like this with the pipe shoot out the back. Though. Yeah, That's it is a cool. nice. It's a pre-bike. But it's, yeah. you can't get it because you only built one. Yeah. It looks fast. But you could get that one, maybe. Ah, well. <laughs> he does uh, He does design for Triumph now. It looks um, more or less like that. Yeah. yeah. But then... Um, you can buy the parts for Triumphs, but you can't buy the parts for, for Ducati. They didn't need it. Mm. Well, thank you for introducing us to a bike we've not seen before. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Thanks for coming and taking your time out of your busy schedule to. No, it's, around it's, with it's us, been, man. It's been it's great having cool. you here today. Yeah, thank appreciate you. Appreciate it. No, thank um, you for having me. Nock, I wanted to give a quick shout out to. Yeah. Serge Gish and our friends at yeah, City Bike Magazine. Man, End of an era. End of an era, exactly. Serge was, he, you know, he kept it going as long as he could. You know, um, it's hard to do print, and they went to online, and then he had that accident, yeah. right? And it really changed. Uh, it really changed everything for him. Not only did it change his availability to work, but also I think his outlook on how he spent his time. Right. And that there's other things you can be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've been serving the, the motorcycle community here in the Bay Area for years. So um, they called it quits. They pulled the plug. Yeah. Um, so big shout out to everyone at City Bike. Thank you for all the years yeah. you provided us with content. Yeah. You right. know what? I'm not sure about the details, but hopefully they'll retain that name. And maybe one day when everything's a little bit more settled, a little bit better, I, we'll bring it back up. You know, I hope cool. so. But, you know, I empathize so much with Serge. Um, as minor as it was, that wreck I had on the Trident, mm. I can measure my life before that wreck and after that wreck. Yeah. 
and it sets you back. Yeah. And yeah. that will probably, that wreck will define the remaining 20 years of my motorcycling. And I have to make decisions now based on the injuries I sustained in that wreck. Mm. So, speaking of of, the, of of sort of wrecks and recoveries, did everyone see the Wayne Rainey video? Um, yes, yes. That's that was amazing. Warming thing. All the yeah, feels, yeah. <laughs> all the feels. Hey, you in think one we video. Could, uh, get another interview with him later? Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll maybe we'll see. Oh, um, yeah, for those who haven't seen Wayne Rainey, who we interviewed earlier, who is in a wheelchair and has been since he crashed while racing twenty six years. Um, ago. Yep, yeah. they put him on an R one, a modified R one, and set him strapped on the him on and sent him button willow. Yeah. It's Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, you know, um, just in recapping with City Bike Gone, it's it's hard for a lot of people whenever um, something is gone from the motorcycle community, not just City Bike, but for all of our dealerships that are gone. Um, And, you know, we keep saying everything's changing, everything's changing. I can tell you that looking at these bikes coming out of ICMA tells me that things are changing, but not necessarily worse or better, but that it's still here and that there is a future. There is going to be new things to look forward to. Yes. And, and um, you know, and I'm actually going to say, I, I'm i looking forward to Harley to see what it brings. I'm looking forward to just new things across the board. Um, and maybe, maybe one day Harley Davidson dealership is where I'm going to be going to hang out and just look at bikes. They're not going to let you hang out there and eat not free hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they have a poster up on me. Yeah, do you not <laughs> check <laughs> from this person? She's a Harley basher. <laughs> you want to look at live wise charging? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think did we get everything in? Not. I think so. I know. Um, we couldn't do emails tonight, but that's okay. Yeah, well, this we this new emails. format. It's we're really struggling to fit everything in. We will work it out. Keep the emails coming. Three we got shows some. A week. We got some. Great <laughs> <ones>. No, <laughs> the email show. <laughs> we'll figure it out but um, thank you everyone for listening and if you haven't heard the, our last episode remember we're doing two episodes a week now so make sure you go back and find that one um, and thank you Nock for kind of running the second show yeah it's a lot of work putting these together a little bit <laughs> it's nice I'll let, I'll let Emma ramble on that's all we gotta people, do the, the fans love that wind shit wind her so. up and let her go that's right Knock- Emma Emma Eventually, yes, here I am, darling. Eventually, Knock will just train the five-year-old child to do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I know it's coming in winter, um, but we do have things coming up. The one show in February to look forward to. It's going to be icy, son. Cold up it's there. It's going to be icy. Well, I can't go. I'm going to be going to England. Mm-hmm. That's going to be icy over for there. For the Were Were um, the World Party. Warm, sunny England. Um, also, <laughs> a Motosexual has been submitted for some film festivals. Oh God, porno <laughs> ones! No, no. <laughs> what if what if we, we win an AVN category, oh, man? That'd be great. Isaac will have to accept the award. <laughs> yeah. No, I can see it now. 2020 Soft Porn Awards. (laughs) Number one, motorsexual. So big big thanks to Heather for joining us and for Eric coming all the way from Germany and spending the day and And getting right in and helping everyone. 
And Chloe. And, and Chloe the yes. Corgi. Oh, oh, look, at this, Chloe. look at this peaceful dog. Yeah, Chloe's all out of energy oh, right now. Man. She's like a little sausage on the floor. <laughs> Snake like, dog. Basically, yeah. half of us have been tuning each other out from this whole thing, just staring and reaching for the dog, hoping <laughs> to get her attention. I know. So go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com. You'll find our links to everything there, YouTube page, all that. Mm-hmm. You'll find uh, Motosexual there also on our YouTube page. <laughs> and um, Isaac. Also, Starring Isaac. Big thank you to our <laughs> Patreon supporters. Yep. Um, it's because of you that I'm bringing a lot of new tools in and uh, uh, just kind of updating a lot of stuff and investing in our tools uh, because you know I got these couple months for Christmas before I got to start getting T-shirts made. Knock, we got to do new T-shirts oh, for our oh listeners. Yeah. Motorsexual T-shirts Shit. featuring t-shirts. Isaac. Oh Damn. wow! Featuring Isaac, full name, yes. address. Sending one to Europe, actually. If I could take this opportunity to remind everyone who the original motorsexual was. <laughs> the original, original Spice Girl? What? Yes. That too. Um, the I missing sixth Spice Girl. I'll tell you what I am digging with T-shirt snog. I think we should do a limited edition run for Christmas of our motorcycles and misfits T-shirts in green. Mm. I am really liking. It does look nice. It looks yeah. great yeah. in green. Yeah. It really does. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah, why not? Wouldn't now, when you designed that, was that the original color concept or was that the second? That was actually the original. Uh-huh. And you went to red. I, well, like I did I did that one first and I did the red one and I showed him both the lines and she went with the red. I, I like the green. The green's wild. Mm. It's because it looks like the Grinch. <laughs> we are the Grinch. Exactly. So, um, again, thank you, everyone, for listening. And, uh, you know, if you're thinking of coming to visit, don't be shy. I think uh, Eric is a perfect example of that. Come on down. We'll put you to work, and we may feed you. Yes. Exactly. So thanks again, everyone. I think yeah. we're ready to get out of here. This is Eliza. Jeremy. This is Doc. Mm, bagel. Emma, darling. Heather. Morgan. Henry. Eric. And we're out of here. Cool. cool. cool.